today I just um, I just want to say good morning. Good morning. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for, you know, Pastor. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you for Pastor Gary and Nancy. You know, it's an honor always to come up here and speak and minister, you know, before the Lord and before you all because, you know, you are my family. And, um, you know, whenever we go through something, we go through it together. You know, we're not giving up. We, all, we always win if we just don't quit. Yeah. And welcome our live stream. Uh, we just say that you're blessed today. We thank you for uh, joining with us at New Covenant Ministries Church. And uh, I know I have a friend, uh, Orville. He's out in Mac or Fort Mac. And his woman, Melissa, I just say that I love you. I believe in you. I believe that the best is yet to come. And whoever else is watching, I just call you blessed today. I pray that you uh, would receive something from heaven and that you would just go out and do what's being uh, that that what, what God's called you to do, and um, do it with all your heart. So yeah, um, usually I don't have titles uh, for any of my messages, but um, I had something uh, you know written up that I wanted to preach about, and the Lord just last minute He just said, "No, I don't want you to. I don't want you to speak on that. I want you to speak on this." I'm like, I'm like, okay, God, let's. Let's do it. <laughs> so what he was talking to me about was uh, the title of my message is Appointed and Anointed. And uh, Jesus has appointed you and anointed you for such a time as this. He has a plan and he has a purpose already, already destined for you. And um, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans that I have towards you, says the Lord. They're plans to prosper you and to give you a hope and a future. God has everything lined up for you. And all we got to do is just sit back and listen to him and do what he says to do. And uh, yeah, just, just lean back on the Holy Ghost. Like Pastor Ben said when I was down in Texas, he said, all you got to do, James, is lean back on the Holy Ghost. Just do what he says to do. And do what he or say what he says and do what he says do. So the word appointed, uh, you know, we like using uh, different translations. We like using the dictionary, and uh, so so yeah, the dictionary for appointed um, it means ordained, predestined to be or do something. See, we all want to know what God wants us to do for our lives, and uh, you know who He wants us to become, and. The Bible says in, uh, you know, it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says Jesus was made sin, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And like I was talking to Rick this morning, Rick was saying, he, he knew that I was speaking. He said, James, it's all about the blood. And I said, yeah, it is all about the blood. It's all about what Jesus did for you. And I said, Rick, you're righteous before him. So yeah, you are righteous before him. He sees you through the blood, right? He sees you through the blood. He sees you perfected. He sees you complete, right? What does Colossians say? He says you're complete in him. In Matthew 6, 33, uh, Heather brought it up. Um, it's one of my uh, you know, favorite scriptures um, that uh, when I first got saved, uh, somebody blessed me with a Bible and, uh, and they put in there in the, in the front, it said Matthew 6, 33. And, uh, you know, I opened it up and looked at it, and in Matthew 6, 33, he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all these things shall be given to you. You know, his kingdom is his way of doing things. We are to desire, we are to demand his way of doing things in our lives. He just wants to bless us. You know, he has a plan. He has a purpose already predestined for us. And uh, we just have to pick up the Bible and just believe it. That's all, you know, that's all he requires for us to do. Jesus said, just believe me. All right. So, yeah, you know, and, you know, the, the, even the disciples prayer where, you know, we, we go to men's ministry on, um, on Saturday mornings and, and uh, Rob, you know, we usually pray the, the Lord's prayer, the disciples prayer. And it says, you know, our king, his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, and yesterday I was, I was praying and the Lord just said, uh, go help Justin on his property there. So I said, you know, I said, okay, Lord. And uh, even though I had a message to prepare for and, you know, prepare myself, you know, a preacher said to me one time, he goes, James, he said, the message is there. All you got to do is prepare yourself. I was like, okay, that's good. And, uh, but anyways, I wanted to be a part of God's kingdom come. God's will is being done in Justin and Nash's life. You know, we see the foundation that was that's going to be poured soon. The slab that's going to be poured soon. I was there helping him with his with his in floor heating, but you know, I just wanted to be a part of what God was doing. And I encourage you that whatever God has called you to do, whatever He's predestined you to do, ordained you to do, you know what I mean. Seek Him, seek His way of doing things, and uh, just listen to Him and do what He says. Colossians three twenty three. This is not my opening scripture, but, uh, <laughs> but anyways. Colossians 3.23. Well, actually, let's go to Luke chapter 10 first. Let's go to Luke chapter 10. Yeah, woo! (laughs) All right. So Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 1. If you got your iPads, your phone, your Bible, I like to tell people, bring your Bible. You know, um, I told this to one person. I said, you know, a a dirty Bible is a clean life. Right? And this is my new Bible, so I'm, I'm just trying to get it all. It's, the pages are still sucked together and stuff, but my other one fell apart. And, but anyways, praise God. So verse, uh, chapter 10 of Luke, uh, verse 1, uh, verse 1 and 2. So after these things, the Lord appointed another 70 also, and he sent them two by two before his face into the city, into the place wherever he himself would come. And therefore he said unto them, the harvest is truly great, but the labors are few. He said, pray ye therefore the Lord of harvest that the, he would send labors into the field. So yeah, so here we see that, um, that he's, he's appointed and ordained these 70 to go and do what he's called them to do. And uh, so stay right there. Um, Colossians 3.23. Colossians, my pages are still stuck together here. Colossians 3.23. See, I can quote the scriptures, and it's great to, to do that, but I like to just put them in front of my eyes and put them in my ears. Colossians 3.23. He says, whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. So, you know, we've all been called to do something, and whatever task you find yourself doing, do it with your whole heart. Nothing is too big or too small for God. Nothing. And, uh, you know, you even might be a security guard as a commissioner. I wrote these things down. Uh, 
He says, you, you might even clean at the airport. You might cut someone's hair and, and, and brush it on a Sunday morning to look pretty. You might even be a construction worker or work at the back table doing the offering. You might even work at a Walmart. And you know what? If you do work at a Walmart, praise God. I, I, I don't go in the Walmart that often, but every time I do, I pray that there will be a believer that would go in there with me because that's a huge store and I don't know where to find anything in there. <laughs> You know, so if you work at Walmart, bless you. You are anointed there. You know, God has called you there. Amen. You know, so you might even be the one encouraging mothers or men, or you might even be retired and able to do whatever God tells you to do, like you know, go fishing or something like that. You know. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, but everything you do is for Him, and it's important. Everything. It doesn't matter if it's big or small. Everything, he sees everything. And uh, it's, it's, it's important to him. And if it, you know what? If it's important to you, if it's important to you, it's important to him as well. So Colossians 3.23 in the, in, the, in the Amplified, since we like doing different translations here, it says, whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul that is, Put in your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for men. Wow. Whatever you do, whatever the task is, do it for God and not for men. You know, wherever you go, whatever you do, it, it, should, say, it should say this. It should say, Gerald was here. Gerald was here. Cyril was here. Dee was here. Justin Jordan was here. Dale was here. John was here. Kim was here. Rob was here. Lowell was here. Put your name in there. Whatever God's called you to do, leave your mark there. You know? It's like when Pastor Paul goes into Starbucks. They know him by name, right? Because he's left his mark there. Right? He made a difference there. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, you put your name, put your name in there. Whatever he's called you to do, do it wholeheartedly. And uh, your words speak louder, or your actions speak louder than your words. Luke chapter 10. I'll read verse 1 and 2. Actually, we'll just go over. He said, after these things, the Lord appointed another 70 also. So notice here, he, he put together 35 teams of two. 35 teams of two. So he put another 70. So 35 teams of two. It just goes to show that we need each other. We need to be accountable to each other. We need to be um, in this together. And whatever he's appointed you to do, he'll put people in your path. He'll put people in your life to help fulfill that call, to fulfill that vision that you have for the Lord. Right? Because he's all about people. And he says, he's, he's, he said, the harvest is truly great. He said, but pray therefore laborers to enter into the harvest, you know, because the harvest is truly great and the labors are few. Um, you know, my old Bible, I used to have uh, the I am cards and I usually tape the I am cards in front of my Bible so that when I open my Bible, I can read those. I can confess those over my life. And there's one scripture that, uh, you know, in Colossians chapter three, verse five to 11, um, it, it talks about a laborer and it also talks in the I am card about a laborer. It says, I'm a laborer together with God. And I always wondered that. I said, I'm a, I'm a laborer? 
I'm a laborer together with God. And I never really understood it until, you know, a couple of years back. You know what I mean? Where I said, okay, I am a laborer together with God. I am called to, to be his labor. And what's a labor? All, all it says, and I'll give you a short version in 1 Corinthians, uh, a labor is just, um, it's, he says, one sows a seed, one waters, but God gives the increase. The, the sower and the waterer both do the same. They both have the same reward, same benefit. But in everything, God gives the increase, right? And we're, we are to labor together with him. We are to do what he says to do and do it with all our heart. And, uh, you know, through the years, you know, sitting on the front seat, um, which I honestly, I don't like sitting on the front seat. I like sitting in the back, but uh, God called me there. And so I, I, I love sitting in the front seat. <laughs> I, I love sitting in the front seats. But, but anyways, um, I wrote this down. It says, all we have to do in the ministry is plant ourselves and say and do the same thing that the word is preached. All we got to do is water it, let the seed grow, and watch God give the increase. It's everything is based around seed time and harvest. You know, it's just like when Heather did the offering up here. Everything is based around, in the kingdom that is, seed time and harvest. So whatever you do, you know, do it with everything you that you have the strength and ability to do it with. And, uh, but when I think about labor, I, <laughs> I used to have this old job and uh, I used to work for StressCon. And StressCon, if you've never worked for StressCon, I wouldn't recommend it, but <laughs> um, it was a labor's job. And you start at six o'clock in the morning and you don't know what time you're gonna get off. But anyways, <laughs> so here I am, you know, like uh, I'm just a lamb thrown in with the wolves. So here I am. I go to this job. I don't know nothing. And then my first day there, I got there at 6, 6 a.m. And I didn't leave till 10 o'clock that night. And I had to get up the next morning at 5 o'clock to go in for 6 o'clock. And I was like, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But, but... You know, the, the, in, the, in, in the world, a laborer is different. You know, you're going to get dirty. You're going to get sweaty, right? You're, you're going to get tired. You know, what did Jesus, you know, when he went to the well, he, he traveled 22 miles on foot to reach one woman to tell him who he was, who the, he, he was the Messiah. Don't you think he sat on that well tired and thirsty and parched? You know, yeah, he got tired. You, you'll, you'll get tired doing the will of God, but praise God, we have the Holy Spirit to rely on, to refresh us, to comfort us, to guide us. You know, but, um, but in the world, you know, you're, you're in the world, but you're not of it. And, but you know what? That's where the harvest is. That's where Jesus said to go. He says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world. You know what? God loves the world. God loves the people in the world. And he's, and he's, he's more concerned about people than anything. And, uh, you know, wherever you work at, I, 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 found it, um, I found it like this. Wherever I work at, I always ask God, who's the one? Who's the one that I should minister to? Who's the one? So anyways, when I was, when I was there, um, you know, so this was back in uh, 2006 to 2009. So I was there for three years. 
that stress gone. This was just a labor intensive job. But I asked God, I said, who's the one? And so anyways, there was this guy that uh, I think he was either high all the time or drunk all the time. He, he was just, he was loud. He was boisterous. But the Lord just said, Steve Freilich's the one. I said, okay. And this is the time where I was getting a part of Tribe of Judah. And I was a millennium messenger and I was believing God for a Harley. And I, and I used to tell the guys at, at, at work and they were all construction guys. And if you've ever been around construction guys, they're rough and tough and, but some are gentle and meek and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, so, so, but anyways, but anyways, when you're a lamb thrown in them with the wolves, they'll, they'll just, they'll come at you sometimes. And I remember believing God uh, for a Harley Davidson. And because I knew God called me to, I knew God called and predestined me to be a part of tribe of Judah. And it's for, it's forever. And so anyways, I was believing God for Harley and they, they would always say, Oh, James, because I would tell them, I would call those things, which be not as though they were. I would say to myself, Lord, I have a Harley. And I would tell them, yeah, I have a Harley. And they make fun of me. They make fun of me every time they'd say, Oh, James, where's your Harley? And I say, I, I already have it. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the keys to come in my hand. And so, so anyways, he used to make funny or whatever, but Steve, he found out that I wanted a Harley. And like I said, he used to be loud and boisterous and he used to call me Jesse. And he, and he, at the, in, in stress, he'd go, Jesse, come here. You know what I mean? So anyways, I would go and, and I would do what he wanted me to do. And, uh, but he called me Jesse. And I think it was just because, uh, you know, Jesse James likes writing Harleys, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, he never made he never made fun of me for believing God for a Harley. But eventually, eventually that Harley came to pass, and the keys came in my hand, and I'm thankful for that. You know, because the harvest is truly great. The Bible says to go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come into my house, so that my house will be filled. Right? Because he cares about people. So anyways, uh, Steve, you know, like like I said, he was either drunk or high every time I seen him, but. Um, when I started prospecting with Tribe of Judah, uh, I, um, I, uh, I said, Lord, how do I minister to Steve? And Steve had no license, so I kept on um, you know, asking him, do you need to drive home, Steve? Do you need to drive home? So anyways, we built up a relationship, and I kept on driving him home every single time after work. And uh, you know, I didn't really say anything to him. Uh, about the gospel, I just I, I live my life and I let my light shine before him. And uh, you know, eventually, s- sometimes things would would uh, arise when I tell him about the Lord or tell him what God's doing or you know give him a scripture or whatever. But um, so, anyway, three years of my life for this one man. And so I gave him uh, a Mac Ober book, uh, Unchained, it was called, and I gave him a Tribe of Judah Bible. And he said to me one time. He said, he said, James, he goes, uh, I just want to let you know I've been reading that book. And he said, uh, he said, I've been reading it sober. I was like, okay. And he says, some of it's just way out there. But, but you know what I mean? Um, for, for a person that didn't know the Lord at the time, you know, sometimes the kingdom of God could be just way out there. Like, wow, how? I don't understand it, but... You know, that's why we need Jesus in our life to help us understand. But anyways, uh, so I was prospecting for Tribe of Judah, and he would call me up, and Heather can attest to this. He used to call me up at th- between 3 or 4 in the morning 
And this would be like on a Friday night or something like that. Three or four in the morning, and he say, Jesse, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, uh, not much, Steve. What are you doing? He goes, I need you to come down here right now. I said, okay. So anyways, I would get up between three or four in the morning, you know, when he called me, and I'd get my clothes on, and I'd go down to him. And I talked to him. And here he'd be sitting on his table, and he'd be smoking his joint or whatever, and I'd be talking to him about the Lord. He'd say, talk to me about Jesus. So I would talk to him. So three years I did this for. And nobody, nobody else at work knew this. Only me and Steve. And, uh, but anyways, long story short, um, I, I, I quit that job, and I went to another job. And uh, <sighs> probably about 10 years passed. No, probably about eight years passed, and uh, it was somebody's birthday, and I wished them a happy birthday, and, they, and I got a message from him. He said, yeah, you might want to get a hold of Steve. I was like, okay, what's going on? Steve has cancer. It's like, okay. So anyways, I went down to his house, and uh, I, said, uh, I said, Steve, I said, how you doing? And he just, he didn't really bring it up, but, um, but I knew that he was hurting. And I, and I told him, I said, Steve, whatever you need me to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there for you. So anyways, he said, he said uh, and this was around the fall, he said, I think around Christmas time, he says, I want to I move all my stuff down to Lunenburg to go with my father, down to my dad's. I said, Steve, you just let me know when. He said, I'll be there. I'll, I'll take care of it. And so anyways, sure enough, a couple months later, he calls me out of the blue. He says, James, uh, says, we have to do this tomorrow. I was like, Okay. So anyways, so what do, I, what do you want me to do, Steve? He goes, well, I need a truck. I said, okay, I'll get one. So I went to U-Haul, rented a truck, and was there the next day, and uh, he didn't have nothing packed, and we just, we packed everything into this U-Haul, and I took it down and unpacked it into this new place. And uh, so this was, this was a couple months before he passed, but anyways, he said, James, uh, he says, um, I don't have nothing for you. I said, I don't want nothing, Steve. I just, I just want to... I just want to be the, have an opportunity to pray with you before I leave. He said, okay. He said, well, let's go get some fish and chips. And so anyways, we went to get fish and chips, and we came back to his apartment, and we had fish and chips, and that was fine. And I said, Steve, can I pray with you? And I just led him to the Lord. And uh, a couple months later, he passed away, but you know what? He is not a part of my past. He is a part of my future. And I will see him again, right? Yeah. So, you know, in Luke 15, Luke 15, about the prodigal son, God is more concerned over one person that repents than over 99 righteous people who don't. He's about people returning to him. He's about people turning their lives to him. He, he loves people. He's not willing that any man should perish, but that all would come to repentance. You know, so I don't miss that job. I really, I really don't. But I miss the people. I really do. Luke chapter 10. Let's, let's keep on reading. Verse 3. It says, go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among the wolves. Yeah, he sent me as a lamb among them wolves. But God had a plan. He had a purpose. He had appointed me to be there. So wherever you're at, he's appointed you to be there. Uh, let's read down to verse 9. 
He said, don't carry a purse or a script. He said, or shoes and salute no man, by the way. He said, in whatsoever house you enter, first say, peace be to this house. And if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. And if not, it shall return unto you again. He said, the same hour or the same house remains, eating and drinking such things they give, for a laborer is worthy of his hire. He said, go not from house to house and into whatsoever city you enter. He said, they receive you and eat, eat such things that are before you. And he said, he said in verse nine, he said, and heal the sick that are therein and see, say unto them that the kingdom of God is come unto them. So wherever you go, whatever you do in your life, it's all, it's all to bring glory to him, but we're supposed to bring the kingdom of God to people. And the kingdom of God is his way of doing things. You know, Romans 14, 17 says, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. Did you know, if you're writing anything down, write this thing down. Righteousness is the answer for sin. Peace is the answer for torment. And joy is the answer for healing. So yeah, righteousness is the answer for sin. Peace is the answer for torment. And joy is the answer for healing. And it's all to be done through a life led by the Spirit of God. You know, we're meant to live this life not in the natural, but in the supernatural. God wants us to be led in the spirit, but everywhere we go, he, the Bible says in Proverbs 3, it says, if you acknowledge him in all your ways, all your ways, he'll direct your path, right? Luke chapter 10. Let's keep on reading. Verse 10 and 11. He says, but whatsoever, or no, I'm sorry, but into whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you not, Go your way out into the streets and do the same. Even the very dust of your city, which cleaves unto us, we do wipe off against you, notwithstanding that um, be sure of this, that the kingdom of God has come near unto you. Uh, so anyways, verse, let's go back to um, verse 5. Verse 5 says, he says, Whatsoever house you enter, peace be to this house. And if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. And if not, it shall return unto you again. I was going through something uh, a while back, and uh, whenever, you're, whenever you're dealing with something, I encourage you, as the Bible says, to go into your closet. Go be alone with God. The Lord says if you go in your closet, if you go alone, and you make your petitions to him, the Bible says he'll reward you openly. So I went in my study, I went in my, my, my room there, and I, and I knelt down. And I just said, God, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm going through. And uh, how many times do you, you, you go pray and you don't hear an answer from God right away? Uh, I, you know, sometimes it happens to me. Sometimes I hear an answer just like that. But sometimes he doesn't answer me right away. But I left it, what? I left it at the altar. Sometimes we have a question and we don't know the answer. But if we just go to God and leave it with him, he will always answer you. I guarantee it. So anyways, I left it with God, and I was, I was in my kitchen one day, and I was just I was doing something, and the Lord said, uh, 
He said, you're done there. He said, I took the blessing off. I was like, what? He said, you're done there. I said, I took the blessing off. And so I, I, I know I hear his voice. I hear the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of the stranger I don't follow. So I was looking at my Bible and I was like, everywhere I've seen in my Bible where, you know, God blesses something, he, he, he keeps that blessing there. And so anyways, the other day when the Lord switched my message up, <laughs> he switched my message up. I was reading in Luke chapter 10 and five and six. And he told me, you know, said, whatever house you go into, you bring your peace in there. And then the Lord said, read it in the passion. Read it in the passion. I said, okay. So I, you know, I got a passion Bible and I opened up the passion and this is what it says. It says, where you go, the blessing goes. And if they refuse the blessing, that blessing comes back to you. <sighs> yeah, wherever you go, the blessing goes. And if they refuse that blessing, the blessing comes back to you. I said, wow. And so when I was meeting with Pastor Gear the other day, we went and picked up his Harley. And uh, I told him that story. And uh, he goes, and he, well, Pastor Gary just confirmed it. He said, he said, yeah, because I, I, I never really understood what the Lord told me until he, you know, revealed it to me through his word, but he also confirmed it through, through someone else. Pastor Gary said, yeah, back in the day, he said he used to work with this guy named Walter McDougall. And he said they were on the oil rigs together. And uh, he said, he said to Walter McDougall, he said, he said, man, he says, like, it's like the hand of God is on this place. And we have favor here and the blessing is here. And, uh, and Walter McDougall, he just said, he looked at me, he said, he said, he said, Gary, he said, they're blessed because you're here. And, you know, he said, and he said, as soon as they were done that job, right, it folded up, it dried up. You know, nothing was left of that job. So wherever you're at, you are the blessing there. You are the peace there. You are the light there. Just like at StressCon, I didn't say that much about God to them. Well, they knew I was a Christian, but I let my light shine. You know, and there's other people that I did reach and minister to, but he was the one. Steve Frederick was the one. So, you know, you, you are blessed to be a blessing wherever you go. Luke chapter 10, verse 16 it says, and he that hears you, hears me. And he that despises you, despises me. And he that despises me, despises the one that sent me. He said, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And behold, he said, I give you power to tread upon serpents, excuse me, and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He said, notwithstanding, he said, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Hallelujah. We're going through this life. You know, we always say, I've heard it, Plenty of times from Pastor Gary, you know, we walk through the valley. We don't camp in it. Keep on walking. And while you're walking, talk. Talk to your giant. Talk to your circumstance, right? 
So we see in Luke chapter 10, uh, in verse uh, in verse 17, it says, And the seventy returned unto him with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject um, unto us through your name. I wrote down three, three things that, uh, that, that really spoke up to me in that scripture. Number one was uh, return. Number two was a testimony to be said. And number three, it was all done through his name for the glory of God. I thought, you know, when I was reading that, it says, you know, and they return with joy. I thought joy was number one. But he said, look at it again, James. He says, and they returned. Whenever there's a return, there's always a celebration. There's always a celebration. Return and repentance are the same thing. They're same. So whenever there's repentance, what does the Bible say? Whenever, whenever someone repents and gets right with him, he says, all of heaven rejoice, right? There's a party, there's a celebration. And, you know, number two, there's a testimony to be said. Each one of you in here has a testimony. Each one of you has a story. And each one of you has a victory to tell somebody else, to encourage somebody else, to build someone else's faith. And it's all to be done through his name. Everything is to be done through his name. So whatever you do, wherever you go, always do it with what? Your whole heart and do it in the name of Jesus. You know, you don't have to say the name of Jesus to people that you're doing it to, but do it all, you know, to him for his glory. Right? And so they, these 70, they preached everywhere. They preached everything that Jesus is in his name. There's a few things that I wrote down. It says, first of all, he, they preached salvation, Acts 4.12. They preached healing, Acts 4.30. They preached remission of sins, Acts 10.43. They preached grace, Romans 1.5. And uh, they preached sanctification and justification, 1 Corinthians 6.11. So he's anointed you, or he's, appo- sorry, he's appointed you, He's ordained you. He's predestined you. He has a plan. He has a purpose. And he's anointed you. That word anoint means he's given you his power, his ability. In everything you do, you know, Philippians 4.13 says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. Verse 16, he said, and the disciples, the 11 disciples, uh, went away from Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. There's that word appointed again. It all, you know, in, in this context, it means uh, ordained. It means to uh, predestined, appoint, but it also means addicted. It's like addicted. They went where, they went where Jesus uh, appointed them, where the disciples got addicted to him. Pastor Paul used to wear this hat, and I still think he still has it. He used to say A to J. And I was like, Pastor Paul, what's that mean? He said, addicted to Jesus. And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. You know, that, that resonated inside of me. I was like, yeah, I'm addicted to Jesus. So wherever you go, addict yourself to him. How do you addict yourself to Jesus? By what you did right here today. You came out and heard me. Yeah, well, you heard God speak through me because he increases and I decrease. But anyways, uh, so 
So yeah, he's predestined you. He's anointed you with his power. That word power means delegated authority and influence his jurisdiction. Right? It says in dictionary, it says possession of control, a document of a written statement. Let's keep reading in verse 17. It says, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Wow. He said they worshiped him, but some doubted. His, some of his disciples doubted him. <laughs> I put in my margin, I identify as a believer and not a doubter. I also identify as a whosoever. And I can have whatsoever. And I also identify as a hearer and a doer. James 1.22 says, be a hearer of the word and not a doer, or be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. You know, so you don't deceive yourself, the Bible says. Let's keep on reading. So, and Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He says, go ye. He didn't say stop ye. He said, go ye. He gave you instructions. Focus on what God says to do and do it. You know his voice. The Bible says in John 10, 4, that you hear the voice of the good shepherd. The good shepherd is Jesus. And the voice of the stranger, Satan, you don't follow. Whenever you hear Jesus' voice, he'll always give you peace. He'll always give you comfort. That's the Holy Spirit. But if you ever, if you ever hear the voice of Satan, he'll always rush you. He'll always try to control you. He'll always push you, right? So yeah, I believe you hear the voice of the good shepherd. He said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name, there's the name again, of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Why did Jesus say the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost? Put it in my ear gate, put it in my eye gate, go over to Matthew chapter 18, just a few pages over. My pages are stuck together here. He said in verse 19, and like I said, you can, I can quote these by heart, but it's, it's good for you and for myself to put it in our eye gate. You know, even if you're, you know, looking at the, looking at the screen there, put it up. Matthew uh, chapter 18, verse 19. He said, and this is Jesus saying, he said, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they ask, it shall be done for them of my father, which is in heaven. He said, for two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. There's power in agreement. He said, he said, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. He gave you the power, the agreement of three people right there. He said, I'm backing everything up with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I'm backing, all heaven's backing you up. Wherever you go, he said, go ye, teach all the nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. All heaven is backing you up. Wherever you go, he's, you got his power inside you. The Bible says the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, right? Yeah. He said that teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you to do. And lo, I be with you always, even to the end of the world. I was going through something uh, not too long ago, and I went in my prayer closet again. I went in my, my study, and I got on my knees, and I said, God, I don't know what to do about this. And all I heard him say was, James, I'm with you always even to the end of the world. And that brings you peace. 
That's his word speaking to you. That's him confirming, saying, hey, I got you. I got you, Rick. I got you, Ann. You know, he's, he's got you. He's got you in the palm of his hand. The Bible says he's engraved you in the palm of his hand. When he looks at his hands, he sees you. Right? Those holes, he did that for you. Matthew, or no, Mark, chapter 16. Get ready to land this plane. <laughs> Mark, chapter 16. Starting at verse 14. He said, afterwards, he appeared unto them, the eleven. And they sat and had dinner. I sat and had a meat. And he has, he, Jesus said he, they upbraided them. They upbraided, he upbraided them for their unbelief and their hardness of hearts. I, I said, upbraided. I said, what were you doing? The word upbraided means to chastise, to chew out, to, to give a talking to. <sighs> Jesus said this to his disciples. He chewed them out. I was like, man, I don't want to ever be chewed up by Jesus. You know, but, but Jesus had to leave heaven to come down to these boys and, and say, listen, get it right, boys. I said, and, but all he chewed them out for was, and we think God is love, and God is love. Jesus is love. He is full of grace and mercy. But he chewed them out because they were hard-hearted, and they, they doubted and had unbelief. You know, that's why it's, it's very important to, to renew your mind in the Word of God and get with God and spend time with Him. And just believe him. If he says something to you to do, just do it and believe him. It might sound crazy, but just do it. Yeah. Even when I was believing God for a house, that sounded crazy. I was like, but I said, I said to my wife, I said, God told me to take care of the finances. And she was like, eh, I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy, Jamesy. But, but anyways, anyway, so... <laughs> because they believed them not, um, them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. Proverbs 12.10 says, uh, The righteous man cares about the welfare of his animal. And he says, you know, so, so anyways, I have a dog. And his name is Favor. Because I, I, I named him favor because I wanted favor. I wanted blessing. I wanted goodness to follow me everywhere I go. And it, and it has. And I, and I thank God for that. But anyways, I'll, I'll come home. He'll be banging his tail. And, uh, you know, usually he'll bark like his head off when he sees me coming up the driveway or whatever. But as soon as I see him, he's full of joy. He's full of, he's full of goodness. And, and I'll tap him on, the, on, the, on, his, on his head and tell him he's a good boy. And I'll, my little butter butter boy, you know, little name, nicknames you have for your your animals. But anyway, so, uh, so I preach to my dog all the time. I preach to him all the time. I believe, I believe he's going to heaven. I don't know about you, but you know, I, I preach to him. Every time I take him to the lake, I, I baptize him. Every time. But you know, but you know, God loves, God loves cats too. God loves cats, too. He is gracious. <laughs> Anyways, when I was dating, uh, talking about cats, when I was dating Heather, um, this was years ago, and uh, I used to work back shift at a grocery store, and I used to take Heather's car, and I used to come, come back to her house, and, I, and I, would, uh, I would sleep on the couch for the afternoon while she went to work, and her parents were home, whatever, 
And uh, so anyways, I would drop the, drop the car off and I would get there around 6.30 in the morning. And Heather had these, well, Heather had a cat and his, her dad had a cat. Heather's cat was named Flipper. And my father-in-law, Doug, he, uh, his, name, his cat's name was Nickers. So anyways, Flipper and Nicker. And so anyways, um, Flipper I loved, right? I thought he was a good cat. You know what I mean? He's always purring. He's always, you know, like, hey, nice, you know. But Nickers, he put his paws up to me. Put his paws up to me. I said, no, 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 no. I don't play like that. So anyways, I used to come home 6.30 in the morning. And, you know, I was, I was good to those cats. <laughs> So I used to come home. Everybody was sleeping except for my father-in-law. He's up on his computer at 6 in the morning. And I'd come in the door, and I'd have some catnip. I'd have all this catnip, and I'd put it all over the house. I'd put it all over the house. I'd sprinkle it everywhere. And it wasn't, it was, I was liberal with it. I was just, I, I sprinkled it everywhere. And then I would go, and I'd lay on the couch. And I would go to sleep. And every once in a while, you're and the cats would be just going right at it. I mean, just they'd be running around the house. And my father-in-law would go, what is going on with these cats? So anyways, so anyways but it came back to bite me years later. <laughs> so anyways, here I am doing this, this, these things to the cat, giving them catnip and getting my, my father-in-law wowed up and stuff. But it came back to bite me. I was, I was going to a customer's house one time. And I got out, got my van. I had my tools in my hand like this. And I was, I was going like this. And it was a nice hot day. So I took my jacket off. And I had my T-shirt on. And uh, so anyways, I had my tools in my hand. And I went up to the door. And I went around like this. And I looked up. And all of a sudden, this cat, out of nowhere, just went, and just went right in my chest. And the claws, he stuck my, his claws in my chest. And I'm, and I'm just like, Oh, and I dropped my tools. I said, I grabbed that cat. I said, in the name of Jesus. And I, and I just threw it. You know what I mean? The cat always lands on all fours. So I didn't hurt the cat, right? But it came back to bite me. But anyways, anyways, anyways. And then, you know, but, but you know, God cares about the creatures. You know, you could be like Lowell Kaiser. Lowell Kaiser, if you're watching bless you. He sends me pictures of fish all the time. <laughs> Says, oh, this is what I caught today. This is what I caught today, you know? And <laughs> so anyways, so anyways, I like fishing. I like fishing with my buddies. We, we used to go to Guysborough County every year. And uh, I'm still wrapping this up. But anyways, we used to go to Guysborough County every year. We used to go to Uncle Mike's. And Uncle Mike, you know, he was a, he was a heavier set fella and stuff like that. And he had a cat there too. His name was Jake. And the boys told me, he goes, James, he goes, do not let Jake out. So anyways, I didn't let Jake out. <laughs> I didn't let Jake out. You know, the, boy, the boys let Jake out. <laughs> so anyways, and God bless Uncle Mike, and I believe he's in heaven today. And uh, so anyways, we, we go up there to trout fish and stuff like that. And, and so anyways, here I am, I'm fishing with the boys. And I'm hearing all the stories over the years with Quentin saying, yeah, we used to fish these as a kid. We caught hundreds of fish every day and blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, sure enough, we went there, man. And all the Quentin, all the Spongle boys would, would 
catch fish and Jamesy boy over here would fish with the same lure <laughs> and the same fly, but he wouldn't catch nothing. But anyways, there was one day we were on Burns Lake and I caught the biggest fish and I kissed that sucker right on the list. You know what I mean? So, oh, thank you, Jesus. But anyways, it felt so good, you know, but, but God has a different plan, you know, with things, you know, like, and even when I go on a trip, I say, Lord, who's the one, you know, it's, it's about sharing Jesus with people. And so anyways, we, 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 uh, it was the last morning, it was Sunday morning and, and Jordy wakes up, you know, the crack of dawn and uh, he bangs on my door. Come on, James, we're going. And I told him, I said, ah, Jordy, I said, I'm not, go- I'm not going to go today. And he's like, okay, yeah, no worries. And uh, so anyways, I, I said, Lord, why, why don't you want me to go fishing today? And he just said, I want, I want you to go out and have a tea with Mike, Uncle Mike. So, you know, here I am, you know, out there. And uh, God cares about that one person. You know, even though I went up there to fish, God had other, other, another plan, another purpose. And it was about ministering to Uncle Mike. And, you know, that was the last time we've seen him. And, uh, you know, I, I believe I see him again. You know, God is full of mercy. He's full of compassion. And I believe that he gave his heart to Jesus. And uh, I know he was sensitive. I know Mike was sensitive to God. And I know that, that, um, I know that what I said to him really ministered to him. And uh, I made sure I always leave the gift with him, too. And I, I just blessed him. And anyways, but... You know, the moral of the story, you know, like you can be like Lowell. You can be like Jordan, Justin, catching all the fish. And James, he just goes after the one, the big, the big one, the big one. You know, and God, God, cares, God cares about the other creatures too. Like even the six, 645 this morning, I go to let my dog out. All I hear is on, on, the, on, the, on the ceiling, on the, on the roof. I'm like, oh, I was like that woodpecker. Uh, but anyways, I, you know what? I said to the, you know, Pastor, bless Pastor Bitely. Yeah. He taught on angels. And I was like, Lord. So anyways, I said, you know what? I'm going to talk to my angels about that woodpecker. <laughs> so anyways, I said, angels, I said, take care of that woodpecker. Make sure they don't come on my property anymore. And so anyways, because yeah, I got a new house. I don't want a woodpecker pecking up my roof and stuff like that and put a hole in it. No, I don't want that because then I have to call Jory to fix my roof. And I don't want that either. So anyways, this woodpecker was, and I was like, oh my gosh. I said, so anyways, what did I, you can picture me in the morning just getting out of bed, okay? I, I don't mean to put that picture in your mind, but, <laughs> but picture this. I went and uh, grabbed my, uh, my lever action Red Rider BB gun, and I opened, this, I opened that door, and I seen that bird fly, and I went, bang, bang, bang. And so anyways, and then I was like, angels? I was like, why didn't you protect? I, I, you know, I believe God. I was like, God. I said, angels, why didn't you protect my house? And, and, I, and, I, and I just remembered it. Before I went to bed, I sent the angels out to do something else. I said, they must have not come back yet because it, it was a big task that I asked them, right? It was a huge task that I asked them. But, but <laughs> so anyways, the angels weren't there, but I believe they're there. They're protecting my property. They're protecting that woodpecker because uh, I'm a good shot, you know what I mean? But with a red rider... You know what I mean? It's a red rider. <laughs> so anyways, that woodpecker, yeah. But anyways, 
let's let's read let's let's bring this sh- this ship to shore you know what i mean so it says he that believes and is baptized shall be saved but he that believes not shall be damned and these signs shall follow them that believe he said in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues they shall take up upon serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them and they shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover so then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Believers don't follow signs, but signs follow the believers. And I'm so thankful for a, a, a pastor that preaches and teaches the word, teaches the Bible, because it's the only thing that's going to stick in your life. It's the only thing that God is going to confirm. He said he'll confirm the word with signs following. So whatever he's appointed you to do, whatever he's anointed you to do, do it with all your heart. Seek him, seek his way of doing things. And you know what? Be sensitive to people. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Acts 10.38 says Jesus, uh, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. He said he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Did you know that the same power that Jesus has is in you? He's given you his power to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. Your hands are anointed. Your hands are to bless. Your hands are to heal. You know, and same with your words. Be kind to one another. There's too much anger. There's too much hatred in this world. Be kind to one another. Be good to one another. You know, and even if your family, you know, says something to you that's not right, you know, there's only two times to pray for people when they're right and when they're wrong. And when they're wrong, we're supposed to pray for one another. So what the Bible says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You know, we're supposed to pray for one another, not look at other people's sins and beat them up and bash them up because they did something wrong. No, we look past the faults and sins of others, just like Jesus did, and we bear them gently. God has a plan. God has a purpose. He's predestined you. He's ordained your life to live in goodness and blessing and give peace to people and blessing to people. And I just bless you today. And I say that I love you, and I thank you for just hearing me rattle hear me talk about a bb gun with a woodpecker and all you know like, but thank you for hearing the word of god today i love you i bless you i bless you live stream in jesus name amen we hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the lord for more information and ministry resources we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.